Welcome to the No New Friends podcast. This is my cousin, my not so long lost cousin. Hello. This is Andrea, right? I'm saying it right. Yay. I got it right on the first try. Yes. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. It's a long time coming. I know we've talked about it for a couple of months, so I'm happy that I finally have you sitting here with me. Been a long time. Yes. You. So we are definitely cousins because you popped up on my ancestry.com. So we're the real deal. <laughs> ancestry says it. So it's true. Yeah. My sister did the um, 23 and me instead. <laughs> and she was like, can somebody please do the 23 and me? Because I'm feeling so weird that no one in my family is actually popping up. I'm getting all these random people messaging me that they're my family. So I got the 23andMe just so it can come up that we're sisters. Cause she's like, I'm starting to feel like I'm adopted or something. I spent a hundred dollars just for it to say that we're sisters. We're sisters. <laughs> you know, my, my aunt did the 23andMe and she also did the um, ancestry and they both came up different with her like ancestry and I'm like how is that possible as far as like um like her ethnicity and stuff yeah like the I, number I feel like it is a little bit different too like ancestry.com is very specific with the regions and everywhere that you're from and then 23andme is just more broad I feel like so it wasn't I I just didn't feel like it was like as interesting it didn't show so many I mean I want to see that I'm a million things then I can be like what <laughs> which There's I was one, which I was like, so many different things it's so crazy Andrea and I are cousins on my mom's side and your dad's side yes so your grandpa and my grandma are brother and sister correct we're really close cousins yeah that's like pretty darn thick of a bloodline and it's interesting because we've known of each other for a long time mm -hmm. but we never cross paths as far as hanging out and I we're actually very closely related and I knew of you growing up but then I spent a lot more time with my mom's siblings kids like those were like my we were like really close like brothers and sisters pretty much yeah that's the beauty of cousins you yeah you grow up super super close especially when you share a grandparent I feel like that's just like <laughs> a really undeniable bond you're yeah. stuck for life when you grand grandparent so our grandpa my grandma they were actually one of I heard is actually nine when when grandma just passed away we did her eulogy my sister was writing it and she was just checking double checking okay how many siblings what are their names and she was talking to a mutual cousin she we actually found out there was one that passed away when he was four siblings mm -hmm. and there was another baby that passed away so nine children I didn't I didn't even realize it was that many I think I heard that recently because I've been trying to get into figuring out the genealogy and and figuring out whose parents are who and and you're related to and how we're related we've been talking and I'm like yeah. oh, I don't even know that I used to not care I'm like if if you're not like part of my, I was just a bride. If you're not part of my life, then I don't really care because one of our mutual cousins is super passionate about the family tree per se, like our, our family tree. They had some type of meetup with cousins and stuff. And my mom's like, you should go, you should go. I'm 
like, no, I don't care. Like if they're not in my life, then why would I care? Such a brat. <laughs> so mean. I mean, I was such a brat. Selfish, actually. Now I'm so interested in it. Yeah. Actually doing the ancestry thing. All of these things, like I had somebody reach out to me that lives in Australia, just going down the line of how the hell we're related because clearly related somehow and my mom's brain about like okay mom like you know you have a dad's I do because her dad wasn't in her life we always dismiss that there's a whole bloodline that could be related to us that we also no idea who they are just interesting yeah. could be well, related I- to like Miley Cyrus and not even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and actually so with my family my my grandpa Pedro also related to my other grandpa, Delvin. It's a lot. <laughs> they are our cousins. Your, your dad, he was born there, right? Yeah. So they were from very small little village. It's not even really on a map. There weren't many options. <laughs> uh, definitely family members that um, in the family, but we have not carried on that tradition. So yes. I think um, our future. <laughs> You know, offsprings will be safe. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> when you, now we're like, it's so disgusting. I know. It's like, eh. One of our cousins came up on my ancestry and I was cracking up because he's the only cousin that it says that he's cousins to me on both sides. I didn't even realize that. And I was like, we're double cousins. That's we're double so cousins. <laughs> I got a couple of those. And somewhere <laughs> down the line, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but they're related to my dad's side too. It's, I mean, it's far down the line, but he's the only cousin that it says that. I'm like, wow, that's I, that Dunn's ancestry. Sister has gotten a message recently. It was somebody, uh, this woman that said, oh, I lost my father at a young age. And basically she didn't know a lot about her life. And my sister was the only like close family member that was on and related to her so I think about like unselfish me not wanting to like pursue what could be somebody's like closure and missing piece to like any like secrets or something which I was like please 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 when I do this don't let a sibling or something weird come up <laughs> because I've heard some stories have a similarity we have a similarity of we both are celebrating our first milestone being married five years. Yes. Uh, we haven't had our anniversary yet in August. Oh, August will be five years. Ours just passed in February, but we're actually celebrating next weekend and we never do anything. We have not had <laughs> any alone time. I, I can't even tell you by ourselves in so long. My grandma's funeral. <laughs> we were holding hands, and I was like, "It was so nice to feel like supported by Aww. you, like just by ourselves." In a way where we like entered as just a couple, mm-hmm. exit as just a couple, and it was nice to just have that unity because the only time we're really by ourselves is after the kids go to sleep, and even then, like he's watching and then you're- cartel movies, <laughs> and I'm just scrolling. That's, I mean, that's the best time though, is like my wife gets off of work. We just sit next to each other and we both scroll on our phone. I know it is kind of a really bad <laughs> habit. If you think of it, like we, we need to get like the board games out or something like that. I love board games. I try to buy them for my kids and they're just not, well, the little, the my four-year-old is more 
into it, but my 11 year old now, he wants to do is play video games and he gets so mad when I say, I hate video games. I hate them (laughs) (laughs) because I do. I just think that it takes like a personality away from somebody. We used to have, my sister and I used to have like marathons when we were younger, we'd set the sleeping bags out and we'd watch Mm -hmm. TGIF. Did you ever watch TGIF? Yeah, we'd watch every show on TGIF with our sleeping bags out. As soon as TGIF was over, we turned on Super Nintendo and we either played Donkey Kong all the way through or Mario (laughs) Brothers all the way through. It was like wild, wild times. That was we'd go to Walgreens. We get like our favorite, like we get sunflower seeds and snacks. I loved it. TGIF. I used to play with my brothers a lot. (laughs) Yeah, my mom had the three of us, my my oldest sister and I are six years apart. So she had three girls under six. And I always get like the heebie-jeebies when I think about like (laughs) three kids under the age of six. It's really hard. You know, you really want to have a baby. So you and your wife are trying that. Yeah, I'm getting old. Don't say that. Interestingly enough, we live longer lives now. People are having children into their 40s now. So don't give up hope on that. We started the process like the end of 2019 and then 2020 happened and then everything was shut down. So they weren't allowing you to like progress in in at all? Not at all, because we started with my wife because she's um, four years older than me. So she's wanted to try first. Yeah. So we tried with her um, just starting the process and they just kind of shut her out, you know, like couldn't do anything. No appointments, no, nothing available. They would like- Do you have to like test your aches to see if like you have any? Yes. So I've also done the process too. Um, and I started with IUI, which is enter- interuteral insemination. Mm-hmm. So that's more of like the natural way. But what they do is they give you some medis- medication, you track your menstrual cycle, and then they give you medication to enlarge your eggs. Mm. So it makes them larger. And then they got to go in and have a, they do like a sonogram to look into my ovaries and see the, if there are any. So they check one side and then they check the other, which they have to do. Well, it's pretty uncomfortable. Is it to just make sure everything's healthy to home a baby, right? Yeah. Make sure that there's eggs, that they're viable, that there's enough there. Cause if there's, you know, just a few, then it might not even work. Mm-hmm. But um, if there's a lot, then they measure them each time I go in and their little machine that they do. And then we go to the next step of like, when I do ovulate, I get the, <laughs> and then I bring it to them and then they kind of do it. The, the, the sperm. Yeah. Even with the, even with the um, IVF, if I when I- that have a male in the relationship Mm -hmm. that they would provide that is is that no (laughs) no it we it's still something that you have to purchase like am am i thinking of like the movies probably yeah (laughs) i felt like that's how it i thought that's how it went that it's weird to talk about so they probably don't you know mention those things about how that happens yeah. So maybe there's like a certain clinic that you can go to where they do all of that. And then you can yeah. look in the book and pick out what you want or whatever. But they have websites 
um, like the cryogenic websites where they have like frozen mm -hmm. donations. Mm -hmm. So we can purchase it from there and have it delivered to the This home. is a very interesting process. Yes. Cryogenic frozen container. And Official. You don't want yeah. that stolen off your porch. That's for no. sure. <laughs> that would be horrible. They're like, uh, horrible. This? Could you actually have, you have to sign for it. Yeah. So they're not going to just I leave bet. it on the porch. <laughs> what a prized possession. It's yeah. It's just so crazy. It's and just it's so crazy to think about in general that like the sperm meets the egg and like it, that mm -hmm. it just creates a human being. It's the wildest process. Yeah. As I go along, um, I know that we had, so like we had like, I had like a trigger shot and that trigger, that's like when I'm ovulating, when I take the test and it says I'm ovulating, mm -hmm. then the trigger shot I give myself the night before the, the eggs to start moving, at least the eggs. So it can be more precise. How many years do you feel like you guys have been on this journey? About four years, three or four years since, since 2020. But it's like, you know, a lot of things kind of stopped the process because of COVID and because we moved. Mm -hmm. from, it's like we're kind of getting to the point where like, it's either now or never, you know, because it's like yeah. we're in our 40s now. Yeah. And what happens when you get older is you get more tired. Yes. And I'm thinking, you know, how old I would be like if I was in my mid 40s having a baby and how old I would be when they're like, there's just little kids. And I'm like, I'm going to be so old. They're not going to want their mother around. My husband had that fear too, because he's seven years older than me. And he basically gave me a cutoff. He's like, I'm turning 40. He's going to be 42 this coming up year. But um, he, I'm turning 40. It's you want another one? It's now or never. And I wasn't even like a hundred percent ready for the next one, but I knew I had a cutoff. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I do want another one. So that was his deal. But I made a we have boys and I came from, I gave my parents the first boy in our family in like 35 years. My parents had the three girls. My older sister has two girls. My middle sister has a girl. And then out comes my boys, all three boys. I always knew for some reason I was going to be a boy mom. I remember like being young and being like, I'm going to have four boys, but three's good. <laughs> Three I've always gone back and forth about what I would want, but now I'm just, I don't healthy really baby. care anymore. I'm just health, healthy, happy. I would be blessed. Yeah, when you're young and you're like in la la land and you're dreaming about one day when I have kids, one day when I'm a mom or one day when I'm pregnant, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to do things so differently. And it all changes because one, it's so, so hard. Um, yeah. It can be really difficult for people to get pregnant, as you know, and mm -hmm. it can be really difficult to be pregnant. And I mean, one in four women miscarry too. That's yeah, another that's thing that you don't expect at all. Yeah. Um, another thing I was delivering. Of. I mean, I don't think I realized delivering was so dangerous. 
it's mm. so scary for the mom's life or the baby's life. It's it's a major thing. And when you're young, you're just like, la, 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 when I have this. And you do not realize. You don't know all those things. But also, you know. To mention to me that you have PCOS, which I think is now finally starting to be talked about with women. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women struggle with their medical providers with to get answers of like what's going on with them. Yeah. And a lot of it is resulting to them having PCOS. I didn't, and I didn't never even heard of it before I was diagnosed with it. And it was even during COVID when I didn't even get to see my doctor. <laughs> she was just talking to me on the phone and she's like, oh, I think you got this. And then come take some blood tests. And then, yeah, I found out. But yeah, like a lot of things that were going on in my body, I didn't know that were connected to this. What is PCOS? PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. And it's called that because you can get um, small cysts on your ovaries. And I don't think I have those, but I have like everything else. Which is super common for people to have those. A lot of women have cysts on their ovaries. I think I did when I was younger and it was very painful. Yeah. So maybe it was something that's been with me for a long time. I don't know. But it can be like, you know, trouble getting pregnant is one of the things. You get acne, mood swings, mood disorders, sleep apnea even. And I just learned today actually I was kind of looking over some things that type 2 diabetes is something that can come with it too so I actually messaged my doctor and I was like I should check this let's check this nobody told me about that that's a risk of having PCOS too that's scary well I think it with one thing it's like a domino effect you have to be on top of that we definitely want you healthy and vile we want you know at least the best chances for you to be able to try to have a baby but if not there's so many other options as well I know your heart is set on you know having your own baby and I hope that you have that for sure other options and a lot of other kids that need some good homes too I'm open to whatever life gives me whatever God gives me what will be will be what is meant for you will will come your way gotta manifest girl yes absolutely I've been trying to do that I feel like I have a hard time with the like meditating and manifesting and I think you can probably um relate to that because we talked about how we are ADD ADHD brains Mm -hmm. and meditating and being in your own thoughts is really hard like, I can't meditate. <laughs> I'm trying to where where you're supposed to like be in a quiet room and you're supposed to just like think and I'm like, okay, I'm at peace and oh wait, what was that one thing? I know last <laughs> night I tried <laughs> I was watching this, like, do you remember Sylvia Brown back in the day? The psychic yeah. lady <laughs> that used to be on like Montel all the time. <laughs> I literally like was like a little girl watching all those like Oprah Montel shows with my mom. My, my sisters were at school. I watched them all too. <laughs> so I was watching this old video of her and she was like, imagine yourself 
in this silver tube and you're going down the silver tunnel. And I'm like, Hey, I was like by myself last night. And then like, you see a purple emerald and I I was trying, trying, trying. And I'm in my head and I'm like, you're not in the tunnel. Like you're, you're not in this. This is not happening. I try. I try, but this is definitely not for me. I can do like the affirmations, like you are strong, you are this, you are that. I can do that. Or uh, sometimes in the car, I'm like, today's going to be a good day. We're going to have a good day. Everything's going to be good. But to sit there is really hard. It is because I just, I can't sit still. Even when I'm sitting, I can't stop moving. And that's part of ADHD is like, you can't sit still no matter what. Like I cannot. How did you do in school when you were younger? I had such a hard time with school. Like, I love school now. Now I'm, like, jealous of people, like, taking extra classes and stuff because I'm like, I want to do that now. Now I love learning. But, and and now I've learned how to handle things better. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was always distracted very easily. Like, whenever the the teacher would be like, okay, it's silent reading. And then everybody around me would be talking and the teacher would be talking to somebody. I'd be listening to all their conversations. Oh, yeah. I think that's in our bloodline, though. Like that, (laughs) that's a culture thing. I'm like, the neighbors are going and I'm like, I'm trying to anything and everything. I need to know what's going on in their house and in their life. (laughs) Yes. You caught me at a good time. Yes, you can. I was wondering. That's the first time I heard him say that word, wondering. I was wondering. Can I have a book? Yeah, so you were um telling me that you were going to tell me because this is the first time that well, we talked spoke on the phone just kind of like a debrief the other day, but this is the first time we're like seeing each other since you says you said the first time that you met me that I don't think I remember. So what was the first time that you met me? Um, so the first time I met you was the very first time my dad took me to the Portuguese IDES hall. And I think I've only been, I've only been there that one time. I'm trying to remember what it's called, what I thought it was called. But anyways, um, so the first time I met you is the first time that I went there. And I was kind of overwhelmed because, you know, in Portuguese, they all know me mm. and I have no idea who they are. And they're running to hug and kiss you and, and all that. And they're giving me kisses all over my face. Oh, you're so big. <laughs> Thanks. But um, I met you and I met your sisters. There was like a, a, like a gazebo there, I think. And you guys were playing and running around up there. So I was running around with you guys and you were just jumping on my back. and we were playing and I'm like I was like this is so cool like they've they've accepted me (laughs) I was as you can still tell very open and I was just like Mm -hmm. close with people I vibed with people instantly so I love hearing that I like hearing I mean you know it's not often you hear stories of when you're younger and to Mm -hmm. hear that like I was yeah, accepting was like, and like, you know, yeah, and I was so open. It was kind of, I'm like, oh, I was a pretty cool kid. 
<laughs> no, it was like we had known each other forever, you know, and now since we've talked, it still feels like we've known each other forever. It is that undeniable, like we're blood family. We got a connection. That's for sure. Yeah. Our family Good. too is really crazy and fun. Mm -hmm. So we have a family reunion coming up yes I'm super excited about it I was so surprised when I saw the invitation come through I think it was our cousin Mandy that sent it to me my aunt's name is on it my aunt Armida's name is on it as like one of the people hosting it and I was like what the heck like this is so cool because there's so many of us like I said our grandparents have they're like one of nine yeah. So just like, so can you imagine everyone having kids and their kids and yeah. their kids? Our family's humongous. Yeah. And I don't know any of them. It's going to be really cool. I, where is it going to be at? Do you remember? Uh, it's going to be in Castro Valley at the um, Lake Chabot. Okay. Lake Chabot. So that was where, like, back in the day, they used to do big picnics and festivals, like our parents' generation. And there used to be like dances and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to bring it back. I don't remember any of that, but it'll be fun. I, th yeah, I, I hope think that a lot of good food, good people, good yeah. music, drinks. I think that's why, <laughs> that's why they, um, I think that's why they went back to that place. Cause I remember my grandpa Delbert would always have, when he was alive, he would always host the family reunions and always bring everybody together oh so this is a thing there. that used to happen years ago yes uh haven't we haven't had it since he passed away when i got the i'm like family reunion i feel like this only happens in the movies i've never been a part of a family really? reunion before this would be my first thing so you'll have to introduce me to your people and i'll have to introduce you to mine <laughs> done a lot of um I feel like family healing in the past few months, especially since my grandma passed away. When you have someone that passes away in your life and you know that a lot of the petty stuff that you hold grudges for are just not worth it. So I'm feeling like this past few months, I don't know, so like lovey and bubbly. Like I just oh. want to embrace Whoever family. wants to embrace being my family and my cousin, like I'm here, open arms and I want to share my family yeah. and be that a cousin in me, girl. <laughs> Hopefully this is a once a year thing. Our family yeah, line goes so far. It's just so interesting because when I went to Portugal, I felt like the cousins that I have there they are not close with one another at all. And oh. I feel like the cousins that we have here, we're all close with one another. I mean, like, you know, you have your cousins that you were close with family. And so did I. And when I was talking to the, them, I was like, that's so weird. So you guys like never hung out at all. Like our cousins are so close. We spent, you know, mm -hmm. holidays and everything together. And he was like, that's because you guys had the story of immigration. And it was interesting to think of that because when they came to this country, they knew no English. And so all they had was one another. And at a lot of times they were all living in one house, cousins, mm -hmm. aunts, and uncles when they got here. Kind of a cool thing to think about, like the, the immigration story really built a, a really tight-knit family. And 
we had to kind of all help one another out. And when it, when you say like, it takes a village, it really did. When I think about the stories that my mom has told me about, you know, living in the same house with all of her cousins, when she came here, they all helped one another out. The generations before us had a hard time communicating and Mm -hmm. they held grudges over $20. I mean, things like that. So I think it's a learning lesson that we're missing out on a lot of really supportive people. I mean, more to love, more to love our kids. Like for me, I'm like, what, what's, what's not better than more people to love my kids and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's how I think of it now. But in those days, when you hear about like family, not saying that everything should be pushed aside. There are definitely some toxic family members that you should, you know, like, I don't want to say nothing is ever not worth the grudge, but uh, most of the times you can get through things with one conversation. Yeah. And that was the hard part for, I think our parents and their parents' generation was just communicating and being maybe not being heard Mm. and and that was like I think culturally our our culture is very judgy yeah it's very in the box there's not a lot of out of the box actually I had a moment that I was thinking of when uh, years ago I had written something on my Facebook that said like if you are not supportive of the LGBTQT community then you need to delete me from your list and you had messaged me and you thanked me for that and I was mm-hmm. like I don't need to thank you you know that's just like even now and anybody that is in <laughs> you can delete me off of your page um I stand by that but thank you <laughs> uh, yeah of course and I didn't say it or do it for any type of recognition or thank you I was more like angry I don't know what something must have been happening like in the world at that time that yeah I felt prompted to say that but um it was like the first time that I was like oh like I felt good that I was supporting you and not even not saying not realizing you were my cousin but we were just friends on social media we really Mm -hmm. didn't acknowledge each other as family and I think at that was kind of like the first connection I think that we had as like adults. Mm. So you got my support, but yeah, the, I, that couldn't have been easy on your Portuguese side to come out. And actually, since we haven't really been that close, I know with my mother's side, I did come out to certain people and then, you know, they talk. So everybody mm-hmm. knew. <laughs> yeah. But then with my Portuguese side of my family, um, we never really talked about it because I was just afraid of like what they would say, you know? So like, I think the first time was um, at a little cousin's like graduation party I went to Mm -hmm. and I brought my wife and I introduced my aunt, my tia, tia Ana to um, my wife. I said, oh, here's my wife this is my tia <laughs> and like without even telling her anything like this is my life yeah they, they didn't react at all they probably knew already but when people talk yeah I'm sure they already knew and were expecting it but like it was never really acknowledged but it probably felt so good for you to 
say it and for her too for your wife as well I know a lot of I've been in so many different Portuguese organizations and I can just see how so many people are still even struggling to just come Mm -hmm. out and and I know it's because of the gossip that a lot of our culture brings and the judgment that a lot of our culture bring but I think now things are changing I hope to and the the fact that um, people are just openly having the conversation now and even like tv shows and stuff are starting to represent like have you seen the disney movie strange world no i haven't it just came out it's really good but it's a cartoon movie and one of the characters is has a crush on a guy and it's mm-hmm. super like i don't know it's very disney i i loved it but it wasn't like in your face or anything like that it was just like very natural and that's how i wish that things could evolve more naturally where people don't have to have like this big coming out where it's just like yeah is it's really no one's business who and what we're dating until like we're like hey this is my partner yeah oh okay it It, should be like that this is my life (laughs) I think that's yeah exactly and I think we're kind of moving in in that direction but we still got a lot of old school family members in the family that um, I wouldn't say aren't down, but it'll be like, right, kind of thing. But now, at my age, I don't care. No, don't you shouldn't care about anything anymore. <laughs> like no. with with family and what if there's any gossip or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and I think maybe when it. you were younger, but it probably not now. I think now it's it's probably was okay. a lot harder for you you know 10 15 years ago than it is now that yeah you know, you're married and settled down and you're like I, I know who I am now yeah. it's not so much of like the self-discovery stage that we are in you know our teens yeah. and our 20s and stuff which is hard well yeah it was definitely hard because trying to figure out you know who I'm going to end up with and who you know I'm supposed to marry and you know I never really pictured myself marrying a man so but then I felt like I'm supposed to but I'm like am I gonna be miserable the rest of my life if I do like that sounds weird should I have to be but I figured it out took time seems like you're doing just fine (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for you thank you well I can't wait to see you at the family reunion Thanks for coming and sharing all of your vulnerable life stories. And I'm glad that we were able to share our story too, because I feel like, especially with ancestry.com, more and more people are learning more about their family and it's cool. It's really interesting to kind of figure out where we came from. Like I said, um, I think you too, we are not as Portuguese as we thought we were in our whole life like Portuguese or Portuguese or Portuguese or Portuguese and I'm like yeah I am not definitely not as Portuguese as I thought I was so um we we think we might know who we are genetically but we don't (laughs) (laughs) we're still connected to that now more than ever you can't get rid of me now (laughs) (laughs) good same here Well, I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for being on the show. And thank you for having me.